Well, welcome back, uh, everybody. We made it. We People thought we wouldn't get back to it. They thought we were done. They doubted us, Mike. Dude, I feel like Snoop Dogg climbing up out of the wheelchair. The murder was the case video. Mm. I feel like the guy who... Uh, oh, no, he didn't actually get shot, did he? I don't know. I, I, I lost the storyline on it. It doesn't matter, dude. I'm fucking home. I'm back from the fucking wilderness, bro. I survived. Are you thinking about Nate Dog? He's dead. No, bro. I was thinking about everyone who's ever died and the, where their energy goes and where their energy was spent while they were still living. That's I, I, I communed with the, the mountains and the lakes, and uh, I'm, I'm, I returned. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to share the secret knowledge with you. Let it rip, buddy. Uh, well, what do you want to know? <laughs> uh, was Nate Dog out there with you? I could feel him for sure. Actually, my my children would wake in the night in our tent. They would shit. They would sit straight up, and they'd be like, "I'd be like, was it Nate Dog again?" And they would be like, "Papa, you know, of course, Papa." <laughs> were, they, <laughs> were they getting shaken down by people they were playing dice with out in the woods? <laughs> Dude, you want to? Yeah, man, it was. So we we went to Oregon. It was like a basically just a Pacific Northwest road t- road trip for uh, two whole weeks and and change. Wow. Um, also, yo, what's up to the uh, YouTube live chat? Uh, we'll check in with you guys in a little bit. But uh, thanks for being here. Um, yeah, two 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 week road trip through the Pacific Northwest, a, a dream vacation for me. I'm fucking. I've been a broke non vacationing loser my entire life, and this was the first time where I was like, not just thinking about. Like running out of money every day. It, obviously, wow, it man. helps that we chose to like go to national parks and shit. <laughs> but it, it was it was amazing to not to just not worry that I was going to bottom out on my bank account. Um, so what did you do instead? <laughs> instead of bottoming out, instead of going broke, yeah, I just afforded chips <laughs> and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I bought stuff in line at cash registers. Can you believe that? Oh my god, man! Do you know what kind of luxury that feels like? When your kid's like, can I have some gum? And you're like, well, I got the money for it. Wow, <laughs> You could get gum that gushes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got gum with features. Wow. Come on. It's got tiny sparkly things in it that are extra minty. Yeah, I got the money for it. I got the money for it. It's not really a big deal. I'll take care of you guys. So that was the coolest part of the whole trip. But everything I did was it was, it was amazing. It was um, We we stayed at uh, my sister's house uh, outside of Portland. Uh, I didn't get to see any of the riots, but... Oh man! You know what? I'm fine. I'm fine without that stuff. The main thing I was thinking as I was sitting under the stars around a, a, a dying campfire with with my uh, my nine year old son by my side, I was just thinking like, man, that that stuff that I know everyone's worrying about right now. Uh, by by which I mean everything that you know people are just burning themselves out reacting to on the internet. I just I felt a million miles away from it. Wow! I felt like I could have just floated up into the trees and let them take me. Dude, I was kind of hoping you would get to see that pussy lady. Oh, yeah, the Portland pussy lady. <laughs> It'd be great if like that's what Bigfoot was. <laughs> just a shaved pussy lady. Bigfoot like he uh, defends his territory by just spreading his pussy and sitting on the ground <laughs> at you. That'd be sick. Be a weird name for him, but <laughs> that'd be a lot of fun. Um, dude, I, 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 every day I feel more and more like Buster Scruggs just floating up to heaven. Oh man. Just I, why, letting all the meanness from the used to be just wash off of me, man. Just damn. You traded in your spurs for wings. I dude. traded them for wings. <laughs> Mama Mia, man. Yeah. 
felt fucking incredible. Um, just dra- l- looking. Uh, I was talking about this on Twitch uh, this week. By the way, Twitch.tv slash Tim Butterly. It's you know, I'm back. Enjoy yourself. Um, I was talking about how like when I get out into nature, one of the things that I'm allowing myself to enjoy is I'm just uh, I'm fine with. <laughs> I have a very intrusive, corny thought. But I'll often look at a landscape and I'll be like, oh, that reminds me of like a specific video game thing. Oh. And it's every time I have that feeling, I'm like, dude, I should fucking kill myself. That's so <laughs> autistic. But now I'm just like, oh, that's a, a pleasant feeling. I'll just let them. I'll just let myself feel that I'm not hurting anybody. Well, dude, to that point, you kind of put the gamer community on notice because these kids out here think they game hard. I saw you gaming in a canoe, bro. Could you hear that? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> People were like, were you happy to get home? I was like, absolutely not. The first motorcycle I heard when I got home, I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to think I have a soundboard now. Dude, did they do, do like a drive-by <laughs> reggaetone party for yeah, you? Yeah, they did to a 21 dirt bike salute. <laughs> As I was walking up to the house, they were just like wheeling down the street. Like. <laughs> oh, and it's been nonstop. Oh man, that's nice of them. I was I was feeling very spiritual a minute ago. It's it's gone. <laughs> I'm not getting as mad about it now. So, uh, what, what the fuck was I saying before that just happened? Um, you traded in your spurs for wings. Traded in my spurs for wings. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I can't remember, man. It doesn't I have the fucking, fucking goldfish. It does not fucking matter. I'll, I'm sure I'll listen back to this later. I'm like, well, I just I blew the entire episode a minute and a half in. It doesn't fucking matter, bro. Uh, I I was. Oh, yeah, I was talking about being a fucking autistic faggot. And uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say faggot there. I, I was thinking about that word because I have a story about it in a second. I was thinking about feeling like a fucking autistic gay bird. <laughs> Is gay bird better? <laughs> because I let nature remind me of video games and I enjoy the feeling. But I. Uh, I I started I, I identified things that I missed about home. Like obviously I no. missed my fucking boys. I missed I missed my computer. And as I'm as I'm feeling these things, I'm just like, that's a fine, that's okay. It's okay that I want to play video games when I get home. I'll, I'll I'll enjoy it when I get there, right? But I also felt very distant from the things that I don't give a shit about. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like just the, the amount of internet that I experience day to day at you I, if you've listened in if you've been listening to the podcast, you you know. I'm just I'm getting further and further away all the time. But this trip really put some distance between me and a lot of fucking internet negativity that I don't, I don't need any part of. And uh, I, I feel lighter, I, dude. I got to join you, buddy, because I'm feeling the weight of fucking too much internet right now. What's what's bugging you too much? Uh, you know what? I think, honestly, not having this to look forward to and mm. to think about for two weeks, it really allowed me to fucking get fast and loose with uh, my schedule and my time. And I just fucking squandered a lot of it away just just absorbing shit yeah what was the worst that what what, what made you stop what stopped you in your tracks like ah, i gotta turn this off um realizing that as soon as i would wake up i would just uh go on twitter mm-hmm. it's just something i like to do and sometimes it's cool if there's like cool messages but it was just a series of days with with uncool messages and uh i started journaling as a result to try and rewrite the ship. And so when I would wake up, I would come right downstairs to start journaling, which was pretty good. And that was like a good gauge to uh, a good way to fucking get any shit feelings out. If I woke up in a, in a sassy mood. Mm. 
So I, I can address that sass right off the bat. Good. Good. You took steps, dude. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to let un, uh, unaddressed sass creep into your life, man, because, you know, one minute you're, you're downplaying sass, the next minute you're showing pussy to the police in the streets. <laughs> you're sitting on a manhole cover with your fucking <laughs> rectum exposed. Yeah, I know. Oh, um, uh, man. Uh, speaking of exposed rectums, I, I got my first hemorrhoid. Oh, congratulations, Bob. Thanks, man. It really uh, it sprung up on me. Welcome to the party. Thank you. I, I didn't know what I was been missing. And, dude, I play fast and loose with my asshole, man, so I'm, I'm shocked that it took me this long. Yeah, you're a real animal. You're one of the few people I know who will look forward to getting dirty, itchy asshole. Dude, uh, <laughs> I w- I've never uh, looked at a mirror, but I bet if you were to look at my asshole when I farted, it would look like Barney from The Simpsons' mouth when he burped. <laughs> But yeah, it was a real treat, man. How's it? How's it progressing? It's fine now. I mean, it, within like four or five days, I was putting cream on it nonstop, and uh, yeah, it really felt nice. great. Do you enjoy it that? It does. It is nice. It was maybe like two days of discomfort, and then uh, back to back to business back there, buddy. Yeah. Did you scare any cops with it? <laughs> Did you get a chance to scare cops with your your hemorrhoid? I was hoping to scare a burglar, but nobody was biting. It'd be so fucking funny if now there was, like, a line of people just spreading their assholes at, like, a line of cops. That was, like, the last stand in Portland. There's a bunch of people, like, Ace Ventura ass talking at the police. <laughs> Crack lives matter. <laughs> yes! I missed it. Dude, permission uh, dude, to play. Dude, when you went on Twitch the other night, man, uh, it was it was so nice to see you live and talking again. But I was, like, so bummed that I couldn't just sit there and talk to you. Like, I, it was fun to type in messages, but it was, like, it felt like a kid going to see his dad in prison. Oh, man. I don't want anyone to feel that way. Now you're out of prison, though. I'm out. Yeah. They can't stop me. I'm, uh, did you... <laughs> there's an awesome movie with, uh, oh, I, all right. The, uh, here's my train of thought. There was an awesome movie with, uh, what the fuck was his name? The guy from uh, Game of Thrones, the blonde guy. The, like, the, uh, Jamie Lannister. Uh, He's got a weird name. I don't know. He's got a weird name. Anyway, he plays a movie. It was uh, Shot Caller. Did you see that? Where he comes, he gets out of prison. Like, he goes in like a mild-mannered guy, and he comes out like a white supremacist gang leader. That seems like something I would like. I can't remember any of the details of the movie. But one of the things we were doing, oh, my God, I have to backtrack now. This story's not going to make any fucking sense. I'm so bad at conveying (laughs) a single thought in my brain. Number one, I can't remember any two consecutive details in anything. Um, But I'll I'll make weird connections. I fucking hate that about it. You know what? It's part of my personality. I could change it, <laughs> but then I would lose a part of myself, right? Yeah. We're not going to worry about it. I'm sorry. I don't, wanna, I don't want to derail the whole production right now. I just can't keep this in. Anyway. Um, so you were saying the midget from Game of Thrones came out of white supremacist. <laughs> I'm already interested. One of the things we were doing when we were on vacation was, uh, so the first thing we did was we, we recovered from flying for an entire day. So we took like yeah. a day or two to just fucking lay around, which was a part of the plan, but then it was like we planned this all before the uh, virus happened, so we had to kind of scramble and like see what was available to do, and then uh, of the available activities, what was actually, what had open bookings. So we found some campgrounds in northern Washington that we were going to drive out to, and that fucking ruled. Um, We we went to, first, the the first thing we did was we went in a big SUV and we drove out to um, Anacortes, Washington, and we took the ferry out to Orcas Island. 
and it, everything was like a big production, like driving a van onto a giant boat. The kids had never seen anything like this. Oh, it was wow, fucking awesome. It was phenomenal. Or- Orcas Island, we went for a hike, and we found some incredibly fresh waterfalls, and I, I refilled my fucking hearts under them. I, I, I sought the knowledge <laughs> of the earth, um, and I, 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 got that, I got that cold water that I'm looking for, you know what I mean? It's beautiful experience. And then we, we drove out. We stayed at a, like a motel near that and we did a, a couple of nights just to give us some day trip rooms um some day trip opportunities and then we took we got th- three nights at a campground in the uh, north Ca- north cascades um might be a national park or something like that in northern washington um middle of nowhere oh, like near the canadian border it was it, it, w- the whole two weeks was the most beautiful shit i've ever seen every single day yeah, that that kind of setting sounds like the ideal place to lose a son. <laughs> so, so the the first campground that we go to, uh, as we're like buying, so we, we drop everything off. My sister sets up camp. It's, it's awesome. I'm giving the kids responsibilities. I'm making them like actively work for you know, to prepare to to stay there overnight and like showing them like, look, you, you have a responsibility and if you don't take care of it, you're going to get wet and you're not going to sleep and it's going to be awful. And my sister is like really handy. It turns out can set up fucking tents very quickly and, uh, it's going great. And then it's like, all right, we, we have the bare minimum for shelter. Let's go get firewood back at the town. That's like 20 minutes behind us. Um, we go and get it and we buy all the wood at this like convenience store and then we need more. So on the way back to the campground, this is pretty common at campgrounds. There was like uh, a house with like a, a stand in front of it that said, you know, wood, $5 or whatever. And we pull in and it's this old lady and her husband and uh, they sell the wood out of their house. It's like the only thing that they do. They're like retired. They just sell firewood for these campgrounds. Oh, good deal. And as we're buying it, you know, we're having a great we're having one of those awesome encounters with like a, a weird local where we're like, get a load of this lady, but she's friendly picture perfect up to this point and as she's like throwing us logs to put in the back of this rental car she's like by the way they're looking for a boy (laughs) what aren't we all (laughs) yeah that's why i looked this place up she goes uh yeah he's been missing about 48 hours i was like oh you don't say and i was just it was one of those things where you you instantly want to be like well what to give me all the gory details, but you stop yourself and you're, you're kind of like teasing them out of you're like, oh, how old is he? And so she starts just r- rifling off the details. She's like, well, he's about 10 years old. They said he's very skinny for his age, so you, you can't miss him. And uh, so at this point, I'm like, oh, well, he probably just wandered away from a family in his campground. There's so much like foot traffic, people coming in and out, cars. Someone's going to see him. And. Then she's like, yeah, he was, uh, they found his kayak, uh, this morning. I was like, oh, this is not a land search at all. So the, the, the story that I later gathered when we got Wi-Fi was that this guy and his son were in two kayaks going down a river, um, that to me seemed pretty serious. Oh, that's what we were talking about before the dirt bikes came by. I was playing Super Nintendo on the riverbank with the river just screaming by me. If you go to my uh, Twitter at Tim Butterly, it doesn't matter. The, I'm playing. Super, there's a video where I'm playing like a, an emulator on a laptop, sitting by a river. Very cute, very funny, right? The river is extremely powerful if you're looking at it. And I, I just thought that was like a neat little, you know, 
diorama to, to put on the internet. The, as we drove around and looked at the river, like there were parts of it that were just terrifying. Like it looked like scenes from like nighttime rainy parts of Jurassic Park, where it was just like waterfalls over sharp rocks and shit like that. Turns out this guy took his ten-year-old kayaking in that, and the dad capsized, and the kid didn't, and the dad swam to shore, and the river just took this kid. And as far as anyone knows, that's the last time anyone saw him. So, <clears throat> upon hearing that, this, so that was all the detail we had the first day. My instant reaction, and I've been talking about this a lot, was like, how how much of this should I care about before I get back to enjoying my vacation with my family? <laughs> like how how much how much should I grieve for this almost definitely dead child that happened within you know? a very tight radius of where I was enjoying myself. Like, am I allowed to enjoy myself with that, uh, with that Travis, with that tragedy it, still in the air? You are allowed to enjoy yourself. And I just want to throw this out there. Just, you know, I like true crime and conspiracies, but have we all looked closely enough at that picture of that pussy lady to be sure that that isn't that kid. Einhorning. For those cops. <laughs> yeah, that, that that lady showing her pussy to the cops was actually a 10-year-old boy who went missing <laughs> in a river a couple hundred miles away from the photograph. Mike, you cracked the fucking case, dude. That oh, was man. actually, that's, that, that, he was actually my first client of my, uh, my vacation company. My, what was it? The what was the name of the company where it was like? Uh, what the hell was it? We take you out of your real vacation so you can do actual cool shit. Uh, let's talk more about that. I'm, I'm just on my Twin Peaks shit because you got me in the mood with that with the picture you painted where you were at. But talk about that uh, vacation company that you created. I I thought I thought we already went over it on the podcast, didn't we? I don't know if we did. I remember we talked about it at Rita's Water Ice. Now, yeah, we were talking to Sid. I wanted to make I wanted to start a uh, a travel a, a travel agency where. You tell us what fucking gay family vacation you're going on, and then we help you <laughs> go missing for two weeks, and like the news is looking for you and shit. You know what oh, I mean? Like, man. there's it's always yep. like a dad goes missing on a hike, and then he turns up two weeks later in like the same clothes, and it's like, yeah, I'm fine. You guys, didn't... <laughs> we'll take you, and you can do cool shit. So you and your family go to fucking Yosemite. You go missing for two weeks. You're staying at a you know a lodge two states over, just wrecking your meat and playing PlayStation the whole time. <laughs> Dude, I would pay whatever I could afford for that kind of vacation because any a, any awesome moment that I've ever had on vacation is me hiding somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the best ones were um, I went to Wildwood, New Jersey one time. My family was out for the day. And no air conditioning is better than shitty hotel room air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being in this shitty hotel. It was like the Tahiti Inn or some shit. And right. I had I had an entire pizza to myself, and I was watching the World Cup soccer. And just feeling that fucking AC chill you to the bone. That was it, man. There's no better feeling than cold from Motel AC cold. You can't beat it, man. Oh, there's one other time where I went to Disney World. And uh, I tried pounding. Well, I did pound. But I I pounded two double rum and cokes before I got on the bus to take my kids to uh, the Magic Kingdom. (laughs) And I was on a ride, and I felt like I was going to pass out. Damn, dude. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool for a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I like a hotel room to be cold enough that if I fucking wreck my meat, it feels cold when it splashes me. <laughs> <laughs> Your bird shivers. <laughs> it's ice before it hits me. You know what I mean? After you come, you got the sniffles. <laughs> <laughs> my bird's like hunched up and shit. <laughs> Put your balls over a fire. <laughs> Dude. What if I learned how to knit and I knitted you fucking ball socks? Uh, I would <laughs> wear them. Knit ball socks to slide over your balls in the cold. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if I'm going to embroider them for you. I was just going to ask you if you could put my initials on them. Of course. <laughs> Uh, Tim, if, if being that you're the CEO of this uh, vacation company for dudes, mm-hmm. if you were aware of me and you were so gracious to gift me with a vacation, okay, uh, where would you send me and what would you do for me? All right, you, so you're coming to me. What What is your actual vacation that you have planned? Uh, we're going, um, let's see. We're going to go to the beach with my wife's family. Which beach? Where at? Uh, we're going to Wildwood, New Jersey. Wildwood, New Jersey. Okay. So we, it's, it's obviously it's preferable for us to start somewhere more um, remote. Like it's great. It's great if you want to start from like a camping trip. But we can work with this. We can work with it. Would you say Wildwood? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So uh, – the best I could do is you're doing the first night with your family. You're staying overnight. Okay. Now, in the morning, I you're going to meet me or one of our agents at about 8.30, which is earlier than anyone feels like waking up on vacation, except for, like, an annoying six-year-old who's just going to walk around shirtless and punch people in the balls all day. Dude, I can tell my wife that I'm going to buy bracelets for the water park for everybody. I was gonna, Well, that's... I mean, you, you might be overcompensating. You're going to tip people off. I was going to say, tell them you're going to go to Wawa for coffee. Okay. You're going to get coffee. I'll get, everybody want coffee? I'll get everybody coffee. And then uh, you just meet us, and we'll take you. Let's see. Are you – is this is – this, are you partying, or are you trying to stay clean on this? Uh, I'm not judging. Oops. I just need this information to plan your trip. Yeah, I'm going to let loose, buddy. You're cutting loose? Yeah. Here's the thing. I might just take you to a different shore town, and uh, we'll go to the water park where all the Latinas hang out. Congratulations, Mike. You just won a three-night vacation uh, to one of the lesser beaches near Atlantic City. (laughs) (laughs) We're going into a uh, a, a children's, ostensibly a children's water park that has been converted into Miami for Latina (laughs) fucking nurses week. (laughs) Dude, do you remember that video from Clementon Park? Absolutely. I think about it constantly. Uh, For those of you listening that aren't aware of Clementon Park, it's basically... um, the white trash version of Six Flags. Uh, they instituted a water park probably like 15 or 20 years ago, and everything was fine until they made it better, although they deemed it worse, mm-hmm. when video emerged of a twerk splash party. Dude, I, the people that flipped out about that and made it like, they were like, unbelievable. This is a disgrace. It was like, Dude, you should die. You should die sooner. <laughs> that rules. I well, nothing I, but respect for my Latinas turning every water park into Miami. 
No doubt, dude. But initially, like, I was kind of bummed out after seeing that video because it's like, all right, great. Well, prices are going to go up another six bucks next year. <laughs> no way. But you know, was... they'll, they'll find a different water park if that were the case. Dude, and the lifeguards are cool with it because every chick that was throwing her ass around did this before she did it. <laughs> Man. Man. So, uh, yeah, that, that was, uh, man. Yeah, so my first client, uh, Young Sage, he he disappeared 48 hours before we got there. The The story was really fucked up, and it's hard to not kind of have a, have a weird, give a weird look to this, because the dad capsizes. He knows the water's moving fast. He knows that if he, if he gets to shore, he could not possibly run as fast as the water's going, especially because of the terrain. And he's also, it turns out, a day's hike away from being able to tell anybody. about. So he has to camp overnight. He gets to shore. He has to camp overnight. At this point, the kid is either still floating down the river on a kayak. The, ki- <laughs> the, the river's hundreds of miles long. This kid either had the longest kayaking trip of all time or he fell out of his kayak and either drowned or then himself swam to shore and froze to death overnight. While it gets his, that cold there, dude. The a couple of nights after it happened, so we we found. All right, so that was the timeline. The dad swims to shore. Kid floats away. Uh, it takes the dad until a day later to even tell anyone the kid was missing. So this is a day before we got there. Twenty four hours after Sage goes missing, the dad reports it. A day after that, we get there. It's 48 hours since Sage went missing. At this point, they've recovered his kayak further down the river and his life vest. And now the dad has to go like, well, I think he was wearing the life vest, but oh, I don't know if it was clo- like tied or snapped. This sounds like the dad version of Casey Anthony. Anthony mm-hmm. Casey, if you will. Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> I Actually, it's it's incredibly shitty for me to put it on the internet like questioning any of this. So this is at this point now we're all hypothetical now. So those are the facts of the case. They never find him. They spend a week. They they have dogs tracing a human scent. It goes dead. They can't find anything in the river after the kayak and the life vest. It's an unbelievable tragedy that a 10 year old had the most grisly, sad ending a child can have. Um, But when I got back to our campsite and I told my wife about the story. Her first reaction was like, if that was you, you'd have to get back in the river until we either find him or you're both dead. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't even be a question if if that happened to anybody you cared about. I, 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 am I crazy for thinking that like he's no. you don't get out of the water. You attach yourself to the kayak and you yep. either have your body dashed on the rocks. Yep. Or or you fucking just hold on to his kayak. And I don't know. I don't know. I think he made the worst possible decision. And it feels bad to point that out, but Tim, this river tragedy sounds fishy to me. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> keep it up, dude. I missed it so much. <laughs> Your level of playing is exactly what I need, dude. What if there was like uh, some kid entrepreneur that had an idea like yours, where he takes kids away from their lame stepdads? Oh, he's <laughs> they're playing Fortnite in a powered trailer somewhere right now. It was awesome. Yeah, he's going to show up on a BMX at a campsite. Like, I'm back. I was fine. <laughs> but, oh, so it rained uh, a night or two, which, you know me, dude. I love when it rains. I love camping in the rain. I love camping in the cold. I love trying to stay warm and dry. Man, whoo. That was my shit. But I got caught out. Uh, I had to run to uh, take a shit in the middle of the night. And 
some of the drops hit me. Just getting a little bit wet in the rain and walking, you know, 100 feet back to my tent, I was I, – there was no way this kid survived one night. They were like, he, I know, Sage, he has the skills to camp out if he needs to until someone finds him. I promise you if that kid got wet and it was nighttime, he is he was gone. Yeah, they're like gremlins, dude. You can't. You can't. You so, can't go missing if you're a kid. I'll say that as many times as you need me to say it. So, uh, that yeah, that was that was the tragedy of the of the first night, and I decided pretty quickly. I was like, all right, there, I can't assist. I can't like stop what I'm doing. And be like, you know what? I'll better. I better help because there was a trained search and rescue team. There was helicopters everywhere. There were volunteers that had training. So I was like, all right, I can't help in any way. It's not going to do me any good to go back to my family and be like, everyone listen, there's been (laughs) a horrible tragedy in the campground, and I think we should uh, kind of, you know, adjust the tone of our entire vacation that we've been looking forward to. No, I went back, and every time the kids acted up, I asked them if they wanted to go kayaking. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know what? You're especially not going to go look at if if his dad, for Christ's sake, had five hot dogs before he even reported him missing. (laughs) When that dad got back to like civil or people, he had to be like, "What? Well, at least I'm okay, right? At least it's not worse." No one, you have to kill yourself. Yeah. If if it's me in that situation, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Hopefully, he finds a way to live with himself. Actually, in his heart, he probably knows that he would have instantly died if he didn't just swim to shore. I'm, I'm sure there, there's a way for him to make peace with himself. However, in the situation I'm imagining that I talked to with my wife. She would prefer I was dead. <laughs> I, really, how could you look at your spouse if that happened and yep. do everything? Dude, there was one time where uh, I went to go get contacts from America's Best, and I had uh, my middle child, Olivia, with me. And she was probably like like seven at the time, maybe a little bit younger. And I walked out of the store, and I didn't realize for a minute that she wasn't with me. And I looked back, and she was looking at me from inside the store. And I was like, oh, man, I hope uh, she can repress this. Yeah. That's a tough one to get over. No, that's fine. That's mild. Do you ever have the feeling that you forgot to put one of your kids in the car and you drove away? And you haven't turned around to look yet, right? Between between your neck muscle engaging and getting your eyes to the back of the car, you're like, I'm going to turn around. There's going to be a kid missing. And it's going to be standing on a fucking island in, uh, you know, on the boulevard. Dude, that's the hardest part about being a parent is the fucking whiplash you get. <laughs> from the never ending stream of like thinking one of them's missing. That's why I hope I never end up in a halo. Could you imagine that? Thinking one of your kids is missing and you can't turn around. Can't suck your own dick. <laughs> halo suck, dude. I don't want a fucking halo. I don't even want... <laughs> That'd be great if like you get to the afterlife and just because you got a halo as an angel, you still can't suck your dick. <laughs> 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 that's the problem with heaven. I've heard. Somersaults. <laughs> the big problem with heaven is that you never get eye contact in heaven because everyone's dick down in their own throat. <laughs> everyone's just doubled over. <laughs> just robes flying everywhere. Sucking themselves dry. <laughs> that's like, like you get to heaven, you're like, brass tacks, dude, can I suck my own dick standing up right now? <laughs> like, let me stop you. Yeah, obviously. Yes. Here. <laughs> Dude, that's what that's why God took it took away this rib to give to Adam. 
Fuck. <laughs> That's why God took Adam's rib? Yeah. yeah. One of them sucking their own dick. Fuck. <laughs> it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and his meat. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the rest of the camping trip was, was great. I, 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 I felt the distance growing between me and the ugliness. Um, I thought long and hard about this missing child or pre- presumed dead child, and I, I I compared it a lot to like just the people who are actually trying to find that kind of suffering. Like, I th- I think a lot of people are. Um, did you watch The Outsider? Is that what it was called on HBO? Uh, I watched the first episode with the grief monster. Really yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the whole point of the show is that there's this like supernatural entity. That like creates grief in people's lives, and that's how he makes himself stronger. Like he'll possess somebody and like frame them for a horrific crime, and the crime itself is, you know, it causes more grief and all that kind of shit. And that's a, I think I think uh, people don't realize that they're they're the grief monster. Like they're just sitting online all day, waiting for the next thing that hurts somebody, so that they can then either attach themselves to the pain or trigger a pain in themselves, and then perform that pain. And uh, I, I'm not saying that I don't want things to be better for people. I want them to be better for people, but I just think it's impossible if that's the way you live your life. Uh, agree, 100 percent, man. Um, just like bringing it around to everything that's fucking bothering me right now. Um, there's there's one thing that's out of my control that's bothering me right now. Everything else is just a matter of me just not being a fucking bitch. Can you tell me and about not it? Dwelling on it. Uh, well, the one the one thing I'm thinking about is like like I, I'm sick right now. Like I think it's like I've had a fucking stuffy nose for five fucking weeks, and I think it's allergies. But then I felt sick the last two days, so I'm just worried that, that I might have coronavirus. Fuck. Um, yeah, I took a test yesterday, so prayers up for you, boy. I don't think that's a stuffy nose thing, though. Hopefully. I don't either, man. That's why I think it. I think it's I'm allergic to something. When I get um, a stuffy nose, I think about literally every second of my life where I was able to breathe freely. I know, and yeah. I think I'm never gonna take that for granted again, dude. I can't wait to smell my own ass again, <laughs> dude. I had a hemorrhoid and I couldn't even smell it, man. You should let your meat get ripe. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go jog in a couple days. Don't shower. Yeah, that's how the Indians used to do it. Get get like get like the itchy sideburn area on your dick, because you know it's like extra creamy. That's yeah, I'm gonna try that, dude. man. I I believe it, man. But it's just like the lamest shit ever. Like that's the only thing that's like bothering. And I, I'm just a little bit worried, like that I might have uh, uh, the Rona, but not too worried. But everything else was just uh, a spiral effect of me being in a pissy mood about that shit, and then just like every little thing was just me huffing and puffing, and then um, it took me to uh, a while just to realize it's like, all right, well, fucking do something about it or shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, Vonnegut nailed it with that fucking quote that every girl who's going to die from an overdose has tattooed on her body somewhere. The, <laughs> what is it? You know, the thing about uh, change the things you can, recognize the things you can, whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I can picture that being it's like grant, grant me the wisdom to, or oh, the serenity the, prayer, the, serenity, the courage to change the things I can, to recognize the yeah. things I can't change, and something, yeah. something, whatever. Who the fuck cares? Anyway. But, dude, it's crazy because looking back at, like, all the shit that I wrote out for this year when we started programming, like, so much shit has come to fruition, you know, in spite of the fucking gay-ass world. And it's, you know, it's just because, you know, the, the, the forward movement didn't stop just because, you know, 
of shit you read in the news. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's been fun to like look at all the shit that I've been able to like cross off and be like, oh, okay, well, I made that happen and I made that happen. But I think, I honestly think because like I haven't had this to look forward to for two weeks allowed me that time to become a fucking bitch. <laughs> oh man because this this really does this really does like help keep me this is a big part of the structure that keeps me in check keeps me focused and being able to like rub freely for a couple weeks it's just like i right, get to throw a little pity party i bet a couple people feel that way yeah you know what i mean hope i mean yeah. ho- I, I hopefully yeah, no one feels kind of uh dependent on anything but i do i hope i, I hope people will see this as kind of like a, a salve you know what i mean I hope so, man. Mm-hmm. I, because it, it really is for me. Yeah, and it's it's easy to sit here and and you know talk about having a tight program and and this and that, but um, being able to back it up, I think you realize like how strong shit is when you don't have your typical safety nets in place. And like right now, it's like a good opportunity to realize like all right, where I need to tighten shit up. Mm-hmm. And you know, two weeks away from this shouldn't have been enough to like throw me off, but um. But I definitely felt not as strong the past two weeks as I have in the past fucking eight months. I get it. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I I'm not gonna. I, I'm not above the the dark thoughts. I, I was worried that I was gonna come back, and I was gonna try to like re-enter the internet because I also, I think I posted like one or two things. Uh, I think I called Nick Cannon uh, Black Morrissey, and that was like <laughs> that was it. I didn't, I didn't do any interneting beside that. I, I think I posted a couple of Instagram pics. Um, when I had service, but for the most part, I was completely disconnected. And then I knew when I I, fe- I felt like when I came back, I was going to be kind of hesitant and nervous and shy. I was shy to get back on the internet. Uh, I was excited to not um, fall back into you know a lot of the, the shit. Like, so I I'm I'm so far I'm very far removed away from um, commenting on shit like and like arguing on the internet. But I, I am guilty of, like, at least looking at it and maybe kind of enjoying when two people are fucking going at it sometimes. I'm not yeah. even looking at that now. I'm getting I'm closing those tabs way faster. But I was also worried that I was going to come back and people were just going to f- not want to hear from me. Oh. You know what I mean? Well, but you know it's not the case, though, right? Oh, I was showed that instantly. I, I did, yeah. I did a, a couple of Twitch streams this week, and... I, Everyone was as happy to see me as I was to see them. So it was cool. I was happy to see that was that was real. It was like uh it's like when you turn your phone on and you see all the messages pop up, how excited you get. Like that's what it felt like to see that on your Twitch stream was like all these different names popping up of people who I hadn't seen, mm-hmm. whose names I hadn't seen in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and people were like excited to talk to each other. Although yeah. like we you know, we, we, we run with like kind of a community here where people uh stay in touch for good reasons yeah so it's not just like i i i've been guilty of being part of like internet communities where the you the most you know about people is just like your ammunition for like talking shit when you see their name come up in like a comment <laughs> or a thread or something like that and this is kind of the opposite of that and that, that rules extremely gay but it rules <laughs> yeah and that's one thing that like i realize now is that i i know in hindsight it's kind of like i don't know relating it to like what people say about sobriety is like when you start to let that slip, then you're, that's when you're most apt to like fall into destructive habits again. And for me, the destructive habit I fell back into by not engaging in what we engage in here is just the fucking pity parties and the bitch shit about like, oh, I can't change this. Why is this happening to me? It's just, 
and it's something that has, has just taken definitive action. Like for me, avoiding that shit and staying on course would have been like engaging in the fucking Discord, fucking initiating messages on the Patreon page, um, you know, shit like that. I know shit like that would have kept me more on course, and it's not like I fell too far off, but I definitely felt like I was giving in to the fucking pity parties because that that's when I, I know when I'm off course when I start doing that shit. Yeah, uh, and you know, just let it go. Just, yeah, just don't don't dwell on the fact that it got to you. I remember I can I I can vividly remember my last uh, backslide. I talked about it on here. I talked about it with you. I can I can remember the 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 moment that like the the negative feeling peaked. Like I can visualize it in my head. I was walking past the playground down the street. I forget where I was even going. All I can remember is exactly where I was when it like hit me like a spike. And I was I regretted that I let myself even feel that shitty. But then as soon as I was able to like work past it, I didn't I didn't like hold it against myself that that, you know, things went kind of grim for a minute. Yeah. And I think with any of this shit, it's really just a constant refinement process, Um, because when you realize, you know, we we talk about a million times when when you can look at things from a lot, look at um, action from a logical perspective as opposed to an emotional perspective, then that's a that's a precursor for getting back on track quickly whereas if you're looking at your actions from an emotional perspective and being like oh fuck why do i do this and this and that then it's like you're not making any progress it's it that's not neutral thinking dude yeah um so hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering if you'd fart into the mic tonight that's actually what i thought about for an entire plane ride i was like i hope he fucking shits his pants into the microphone (laughs) Does your did you use your hemorrhoid like when someone's playing like the trumpet and they got like the wah, 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 thing on it? I didn't think of that, but like, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna summon a new hemorrhoid just for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. What, I, what, what do I, I want to tell you about next? Oh, did you have something to say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say there, there was one other thing that's just fucking dragging me down, but it's just something. It it's. You know, it's it's this uh, fucking school project I'm working on. I have no interest in doing it, and like the end is in sight for finally finishing my fucking degree. But it's just a dream because I have no interest in doing this, and it's very it's it commands a lot of my time right now. But it's just something rather than complain about it, I just got to be like, all right, you know, this phase of what I'm working on is finished the first week in August, so I got like ten more days of this shit, and then I'm done. Yeah. Can you still hear it? I did a minute ago. God damn. I can't wait to move, man. But, oh, <laughs> when we got back, we obviously I was I was miserable the second I heard any sound outside of my house. But it's not killing me anymore. It was making me feel very desperate on a daily basis. And now it's just okay. like, that's just a thing that's going to be over soon. Whatever. Doesn't matter. We'll be fine. Uh, did you find any places you like? Mm, no, but now we're also thinking that we'll we'll try to buy a house instead of rent. It, it, there's a lot of boring decisions being made, and we haven't found anything that we like. Okay. Uh, not worried about it. Not 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 sweating it at all. Um. So, I don't. I don't even know what the like. I haven't talked to you in so long. We we, we spoke on the phone once while I was gone, and then the day I got back. Uh, did you see any fat butts in the wilderness? No, they, I I will say that the it was very completely devoid of any kind of like butt situation, which was cool. 
Uh, you know, I respect that. It was a lot of work and a lot of work and butts, a lot of like frail marathon bodies. So it was like clearly people were serious about survival out there. Yeah, yeah. Pacific Northwest seems like the hot spot for tight white lady ass, whereas the Atlantic Southeast. Yeah, where it's at for fat mommy butt. Not a lot of water parks where we were. <laughs> is what I'll say. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, today I was so we we can't go to jujitsu for two weeks. We have to self quarantine because we traveled. So yeah. I've been training with Mary Jo at home, and yesterday we did a wrestling practice, which she's never done in her life. But I was like, no, no submissions, no jujitsu. Don't don't pull guard. You have to put me on my back. You have to pin me. And obviously, I'm not thwomping her. I'm I'm giving her open not give if she takes an opening and she doesn't have to overpower me. But today we did uh, striking. How'd that go? Well, she she had the same reaction that almost everyone will have when someone starts punching you. No no uh, be, like, no one ex, no one realizes the fizzy the physical response they're gonna have when someone starts throwing punches at them. And it's you're going to like look everywhere except for at the person that's hitting you. And you're going to put your hands in the most useless positions possible. So we just had a fun time. I, we put on uh, Muay Thai gloves and I was just like pawing at her and con- like making her stop, look away and like shoot her hands out to try to catch them. And, and then we did some drills and then we did a little I like I let her actually punch me to see what it feels like. And then the fun part was we simulated a series of fights with uh, I was pretending to be different fat women at the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> we we constantly watch fight videos where you know a bigger lady will just do fat shit on a smaller lady <laughs> so that was so much fucking fun i i didn't i didn't hit her once in the head but i was actually like making connections on her with the with these gloves and i was just talking shit and i was just forcing her to like be uncomfortable and react to it <laughs> Dude, you should teach Tim. You should teach a fat shit defense class. Fritz was running around the room, so I was like, yeah. "So we would we would touch gloves, and then I would start the fight, and I'd be like, you white ass bitch, get that fucking ugly kid out of here, you dumb white ass fat bitch.'" And I would just start punching. I would start like throwing like looping haymakers at her and just hitting her on the shoulders and in the body. And they even like looping around her back. And eventually I got her mad enough that she was just swinging with everything she had. She was trying to put me on the ground. At one point she elbowed me in the face just because it was like she was fighting for her life at a couple of points. Yeah, you called her a dumbass bitch. I called her a dumbass white ass bitch with ugly kids. I called them dirty, dirty animal kids. Get your dirty animal white children. I hate them. And I was just there and take it. <laughs> Fritz doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh man, he talks like the fucking wheelchair kid from Malcolm in the Middle. He has no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> I was doing a Southern lady that was uh, just calling her the f word, making fun of her for wearing like a shirt with a rainbow on it. Told her to get out of my middle ass kid. <laughs> so yeah, she beat the shit out of me. She was she was really fucking way on him. She was armbarring me and shit. She'll be ready to go on target next time, bitch. I'm telling you, dude. If I ever in the, if I if I ever have to defend myself, she will not be the uh, significant other who like holds my wrists down, like stop, and just shrieks in my ears while I'm trying to fight somebody. Tim, you bringing that up a few months ago prompted me to have a conversation with Jamie in our car one time. Did you tell her I was like, you have two options. You have to stay a hundred percent. It's not happening. Go somewhere else, or you have to be down. Yeah. I was like, uh, yes, that's exactly what I said. It's like you either have to get away from me or you have to be on top of whoever's getting me. Yeah. 
and uh, she said she would stay away. And I've seen in, in, in fights that I've been in with her in the vicinity, she has stayed away. So I just wanted to clear things up and to make sure we're on the same page moving forward. Good. That's important. It's an important conversation to have. Some people have smoke yeah. detectors. Some people have a fire escape plan in their house. Not us. We have neither. The only thing we have is <laughs> what's going to happen in a road rage incident. Incident. Yeah. If if it's a lady, I want her involved. I, I if a lady's attacking me, I I want her helping out. But otherwise, I got it. Hmm. Fuck. I that that would be a, a sick class to teach. That's the uh, first thing I'm doing when I get my black belt is I'm teaching a a girlfriend a girlfriend assistant self defense class. Here's how you could be the third man in the yeah. Here's how you could <laughs> if you're gonna get in the middle of a fair one, you have to be on my side. I'll teach him shit like grabbing the other person's wrists instead of on the mats. It takes place on the boardwalk. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a blue puka shell. In uh, <laughs> girlfriend fighting, <laughs> hoping to get my purple soon. We watched um, we we watched a little bit of TV after the camping trip. We we crashed at my sister's place again for another two nights, and we just we were wiped out from from surviving in the wilderness. So we were just you know hanging out on the couch, playing video games, watching TV. That was fun. I felt that felt like a summer vacation as a kid. Yeah, that rolls. Just eating snacks. Man, that was, I, again, no low, not one single low point on the entire vacation. Um, we Dude, watched. Like the, I'm go sorry, ahead. go, buddy. No, you. No, go. I was just gonna say, just like the hotel room vacate, uh, AC feels awesome. Having the AC cranked up to the point where you're not sure why you have it on because you're more uncomfortable being cold than you would be being hot. Like that's part of kid summer vacation. Yeah. Just sitting on unfamiliar carpet. It's not comfortable, but it's not yours. So you're excited to be on it? Yeah, saying saying you're not hungry when the other kid's mom asks you if you're hungry. Meanwhile, you're fucking starving. <laughs> yeah, you're embarrassed to take food from them. Fuck. <laughs> we saw some kids at the campground, and I, I identified some junior Scotties. Just, like, <laughs> young, fat kids, like, carrying around, uh, like, a completely, uh, like, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like, carrying something annoying around, like a gigantic log, and like bothering their family, <laughs> like a wet dead ten year old. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just like a fat kid with a runny nose, and his like f- only his fingertips are coming out of his hoodie sleeves. He's got fucking stains all over it. He's slamming sodas everywhere they go. He keeps like getting in trouble for cursing. <laughs> he's saying he's just saying piss just to get away with it. <laughs> yeah, man, Junior Scotties were bothering people. Ice cream face. Uh, yeah, so we went to back to Jack's, and we were. Uh, what do we? We watched a couple of things. Oh, number one, during our road trip, we with we listened to The Shining, the uh, audio book of The Shining oh, wow. with the kids. That was a lot of fun. That was fucking awesome. Just I would just look in the rearview mirror as the the guy that read the audio book did an incredible job. But uh, when he's doing like Jack having his breakdown at the end, he's like, "You never believed in me, you fucking cunt." Just turn around looking at the kids. It's so fucking fun. <laughs> and then we watched the movie. They compared it. That was that was a blast. Um, my favorite thing that I got to watch though was uh, the series called Alone. Have you seen Alone? It's I did a not know that. it's a nature survival reality show competition. Which I, who the fuck cares? But it's the first season is so fucking funny. 
So we, we watched like the season season six first and people like they'll reference older seasons and mistakes that other people made. What happens is they separate ten people and they drop them on a I think the first season's like Vancouver Island in uh, Canada and it's completely they're in like the wild. And you're completely isolated by either mountains or like an impassable body of water. So you can't even run into each other. And it's just the last person to quit wins. And uh, so we watched season six on on Netflix. And that was fun. There's like a couple of kooky characters. I, I get it. But then we went back and watched season one on Amazon Prime. And it starts off and half of the people, I think, are like delusional redditors that are just like yeah i've had a lot of training in uh you know knife selection and uh you know i basically every day my pockets have everything i need in them to survive so you get to pick like an outfit and a tent and a tarp and then they give you a list of like 30 uh accessories and you get to choose 10 of them so you can have like an extra tarp chart uh extra tarp or a fishing net or you know one of those spark things for a ferris ferris stick a flint thing um and on the first season, on, like, day two, a guy thinks he sees a wolf. He's like, I'm going home. <laughs> and, like, people are just <laughs> quitting within the first week. Very, and you can you can tell, like, so they have to, like, call in the medical team to come rescue them to take them out of the woods. So fucking funny watching these dudes just be like, I think I heard a bear last night. I'm going home. <laughs> can you get kicked off for saying Eskimo? <laughs> you can't. I mean, I guess you'd have to. So they're like filming like vlogs. They're like, okay, so it's day three here. I'm in my camp. This is what I'm doing. I'm trying to catch fish. I guess if you if you submitted like your day's recording and you were like just saying the N word, they'd be like, all right, we, it might be time to send you home. <laughs> Other than that, there's no rules. Oh, yeah. uh, you're not allowed to. There was like a protected species of fox. And uh, one of the people, the fox was just stealing their food at night. So they can't kill or hurt or eat this fox. So eventually, I th- I think one of the people was just like, all right, I, I have to go home. I can't fucking deal with the fox anymore. Um, one lady was talking about how she's like there to, uh, I want to I set a, a, an example for my daughters to become strong women. And she's like hacking down the side of firewood to get like the little splinters or like splitting logs and stuff like that shit like that and she's like and i just think it's important to show me oh my god she buries the hatchet into her hand and (laughs) she almost cuts her thumb off she's like i can't move my thumb i can't move my thumb oh my god come get me come get me she's like jamming on the button um that was a lot of fun yeah just watching these people eat shit in the wilderness after being out there myself and basically being the greatest survivor of all time uh was was deeply gratifying can't recommend it enough yeah, I would like to go on that show, Tim. You want to hear? Uh, I would be the bad boy. You want to hear what my uh, my plan would be? What would your plan be? Uh, when it came time for all of us to do the Iditarod, I would rearrange the other people's dogs so they were male, female, male, female. So that when they would whip them the bush, they would just start fucking. <laughs> <laughs> be a canine centipede. <laughs> God. We are fucking retarded. Yeah, we are. I'm surprised you got through that without saying the word, I shit a rod. Ah, god damn it, Tim. (laughs) I'm warming up, man. By next week, I'll be, I shit a rod ready. I think I'm going to start a reality survival show where it's just dudes looking for their missing sons. (laughs) (laughs) I want to win the $500,000 and prove to my wife that my son is alive. I know he's out there. (laughs) Out there, it could be all the dudes fucking his mom. I, I I hate I hate this. 
We should just delete this. <laughs> no one watched this. Everyone who who watched this already, pa- rewind it. Never, you never saw anything. You know what? Better yet, we're gonna put the hard copy of this podcast in a kayak and just set it down. All right, before we switch over to Patreon, uh, you want your dick get hard, go to bluechew.com, type in promo code FATBIRD, get you some free samples. Uh, Tim and I both love bluechew. We're rock hard 24-7. Oh, the first night I got home. Just bluechewing it up. Man. Just ate a handful of them. Dude, you're, you're going to feel like you got a campfire in your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, it, uh, I, I'm so happy. I'm just happy to be back. Yeah, join us over on the Patreon. Um Sign up for as little as a dollar, and I, I got to be honest, we don't need more than that. We appreciate every every single person who uh, um, supports us. Uh, you're enriching our lives, and I hope that uh, we just make you feel all right for being a fucking fat gay retard in your own life. And I just want to say that I appreciate everybody who communicates with us on the Patreon. There's so much cool shit that people reveal about themselves and also – that wouldn't make us a part of as well. Like there was a guy, uh, shout out to Austin, who invited up, us up to his uh, family's bison ranch. What, dude? It's a couple, dude, it's a couple hours from here. I'll tell you. I'll tell you more about it. But and we can the fuck pl- the bison. Mike, yeah, this sounds dude, like a great time, dude. It's you, you could male on male, male on female. You could tell them what to do. They're very smart animals. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be sick. Let's go fuck some bison. Oh, I wanted to. I want to tell you about another show. I started watching an autistic dating. Sh- you know what? We'll talk about it on the Patreon. I'll tell you God, about this autistic dating show. Um, I think I'm doing stand up on the first. Oh man! Somewhere in Fishtown in Philly. I I don't have an address yet. But it's in real life. It's on a roof somewhere. I don't know. I, I don't know how to communicate this information. I'll be terrible. <laughs> Forget it. All right, dogs. Uh, we'll see you over on the fucking Patreon. Um, damn! Shout out to the fucking all stars in the YouTube chat. It's actually the YouTube chat is now moving so briskly that I can't possibly keep up with it. Thank uh, God it's not your son. Oh, Pat, but yes, uh, Pat asked, "We're doing a UFC stream tomorrow." Thank you very much for asking. Yes, we are doing a UFC UFC stream tomorrow night right here on the Dad Meat YouTube channel. Um, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe uh, or don't. I don't. I, thank you for seven hundred and something of you doing it already. One thing we've never done is asked for iTunes re- iTunes reviews or YouTube subscribers, and you guys took care of it for us. I feel like you guys are really making up for the fact that there's literally no polish to this show. There's there's no, <laughs> we don't present this show in any way that makes it even seem like a show. Uh, so thank you guys for doing all the heavy lifting for us. Uh, you guys fucking rule, uh, and Jeff Escaro gets uh, ultimate credit for being the first one in the YouTube chat. Uh, I saw it. Shout out to Escaro. Thank you. All right, dogs. All right. See you on Love bumps. All right, but I'm just going to take a leak. Yeah, take your time, man.